Welcome to Crushing It, a podcast with notes of knowledge, hints of hilarity, fun forward, and super cheesy, which always pairs well with wine. That's good. Cheers. <laughs> a little bit of class goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. Really pleasurable mouthfeel. On a scale of like prison hooch to a Willamette Valley sunrise, I would rate this. A solid seven. Girl knows what she wants. <laughs> they need to put wine in pounders. I'd like to get my hands on that Methuselah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit about this wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to Crushing It. I'm Woo! Sarah. <laughs> I'm Carly, and this and, is um, It. This is crushing it. This is our first episode, and um, you may have noticed that our intro is a couple of male voices. That wasn't us. Not us, but <laughs> they are close to us and in our heart. Yeah, they're still living, is... by the way. They're our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when we try to make our husbands taste wine with us. So we thought you might enjoy that little treat. And um, then you don't have to hear our voices the whole time. Yeah, that was a treat. They're delightful. <laughs> and everyone's hilarious. Says so. <laughs> <laughs> so our podcast is about wine. <laughs> As I'm drinking. <laughs> we, we are in no way experts about wine. And um, you'll pick that up if you make it through an episode. But we are, um, used to be neighbors, and yep. so we spend a lot of time on our patio drinking wine, and that was where this brilliant idea was born. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of fueled by wine conversations led us to believe that we should definitely do something about all of this knowledge we've collected from, uh, far more educated people than we are with the wine culture, but uh, here we are. Here it is, Sarah. Right. <laughs> we live, and we live smack dab in the middle of Willamette Valley wine country, and so we're uniquely positioned to be able to go out and visit um, the hundreds of wineries that we have in our neighborhood and share with you what we learn. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, I could probably throw a rock and hit a vineyard from this very couch that I'm sitting on. Is that a I'm window fairly first? <laughs> Super athletic. <laughs> so um, I love podcasts and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I really, really love murder. That sounds bad. I like true, <laughs> true crime podcasts and um yeah. If, if you're a fan of podcasts, you know that that's been done. Everybody is doing it. They're doing it well. I love Last Podcast on the Left. I love My Favorite Murder. I love Crime Junkies. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty well covered. And so what else did I love? I loved wine. And so here we sit, ready to tell you about wine. Yeah. And I'm not as much of a fan of murder <laughs> but podcast but your husband yes. is but my husband is uh so there's been many a road trips where we're listening to podcasts and I feel like between him and Sarah I have learned to love 
podcasts. And so now I find myself listening to more podcasts than um, probably music, which is what I used to just be uh, absolutely jamming to all the time. But now I go on my runs and I'm listening to people talk and I love it. So here I am just (laughs) trying to make it work. Hoping someone loves to listen to you talk. Absolutely. I'm the woo girl. (laughs) You need a party. Tune in. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You're going to fill in that role perfectly. Thank you. Woo. Don't worry. I'm the voice of reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's one nickname that I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, our plan is to take you along with us as we go wine tasting and um, hopefully you'll learn some things along the way. As I said, we are in no way experts and we are um, not, what are we not doing? We're not even critiquing the wine, really. We're going out, we're tasting it, we're learning about it, we're saying if we like it, we're telling you about the place and that's it. We're asking questions that maybe you would be interested to find out the answers. Um, We're not afraid to ask some of those questions of, you know, why do we even drink out of this style of glass? So, you know, we're just going to ask all those uh, strange little questions that you might be wondering but may not want to ask in front of people. I know that it can be intimidating wine tasting. We're going to just try and make it a bit more comfortable for you and give you some hot spots to visit if you are visiting our area or even if you live here. Which brings up another point that the way that we're choosing where we're visiting is just um, for now, through people that we know. So over the years, we've met different people who um, are at different establishments. And so we're going to try to tap into those connections and um, ask for some favors and have them um, come on and take us through tastings at their places. So we're choosing our path by people that we know to Mm -hmm. start out with. Yeah, people that we know, places that we've been to. um, People that will have us. People, that's probably more like it. People that will put up with our, are we allowed to say shit? Is that, uh, I, I think those based on the, on the editing that I just did, then yes. All right. People that will put up with our shit and give us wine and talk to us. And think we're funny. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> that's hard to find. So, um, this. Uh, kind of all goes back to I don't even know how many years ago when I went and met my friend Pam up at Brooks Winery and Carly was up there tasting with her. Yep. I currently worked at Anami Vineyards where I had been for a few years and coming up soon will be going on 10 years. That's insane. Um, it is my my second job. It's a part-time job. It's a fun job. At the time, Carly mentioned that she would like to work at a winery. Yeah. So I said, hey, (laughs) (laughs) I said, hey, I know a place. And so I told my bosses that she was uh, way more peppy than I was. (laughs) So Carly got hired on at Anami. So that's kind of where our stories sort of join up. And we are here now. The best of friends. (laughs) <laughs> where I literally just followed Sarah wherever she was. Oh, you work at this location? Me too. Oh, you work at this winery? Me too. Oh, you live here? Excellent. I'm going to live right next to you. 
That's right. So um, hopefully you guys all get to benefit from that. We did at one point work at two jobs together and lived directly next door to each other and were able to enjoy lots of bottles of wine on the patio over the years. Oh, thank God for that. Sweet nectar of the gods. Indeed. Now, we did start this planning uh, quite some time ago, and we're, we're kind of gearing up to get ready to go, much, uh, much due to the taunting of my husband, who just kept saying, if you're going to do it, just do it, <laughs> True. And, um, <laughs> and kept throwing um, names, potential podcast names at us. And uh, so we were actually gearing up to maybe get out and start recording when um, COVID hit. So... Yep. What that did do was give us a little bit of time to at least sit down and plan out our ideas a little bit. And we made it out to a couple of places that were willing to, to host just us. So that being said, what um, we both worked at Onami Vineyards. So that seems like the natural starting point for our podcast. We made sure that that would be the first episode that we put out. And um, I am still currently there part-time. Carly is not. Nope. See ya. It was a good run, but uh, moved on to another winery, which we will visit as well in our podcast. Um, but for now, Anami just has a special place in my heart. All right. So, um, which of course transitions perfectly into, again, we're not experts on wine and we are certainly not experts on podcasting. So when we transition into the recording of our tasting, I'm going to say it's not great. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I was able to whittle down our hour and 30 minute conversation. We were having a great time to just yeah. 42 minutes. Well, so, when you guys see the amount of wine that was on our table, uh, you'll understand why we talked for far longer than 42 minutes. <laughs> For this first tasting, we headed up to Anami Vineyards, and if you have not been to Anami, it is a gorgeous setting. People often say it's the best view in the valley. You sit up on a hilltop, yeah. the vines are on the slope below you, the coast range is directly in front of you, and so no matter what season, you're going to get treated to some beautiful views. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, an interesting spot because the veranda certainly looks over beautiful um, farmland. And we're high enough up that we can kind of see for quite a ways. But then depending on where you're taking pictures, you can also get a few palm trees in the background. And those are also on our property. So it's a cool feel of... Oregon meets California meets Italy. It's a very strange spot, but absolutely beautiful. Yep. And in a normal year, you'd be able to go hang out on some hammocks that are on the hillside. Um, this is not a normal year, so they are currently reservation only, which kind of makes it nice because it's never crazy there and you get a really personalized experience. If it looks familiar to you, we hear from a lot of people that they've been there before. It was started in 1979. It was originally Chateau Benoit. And yes. it was Chateau Benoit until its sale in 1999. And so after, after they transitioned through the wine that was um, still from Chateau Benoit, it became on Ami Vineyards. Yes, now owned by the Pamplin family. If you're from the area, you may be familiar with the name. And they named it on me after their two daughters, Anne and Amy, but kept with, with get kind of... 
we get asked <laughs> for them all the time. We do, and we are definitely not. <laughs> and um, they they kept kind of that French twist. So Anami is Anne's friend. And there you have it, Anami Vineyards. Yep. Beautiful, located in, well, technically it's Carlton address, but uh, just a really nice spot, kind of right outside McMinnville. Um, but certainly what you had mentioned, Sarah, the heart of uh, beautiful wine country. So you're in a good spot. You can hit a bunch of different wineries all around it. Um, so it's a quick um, kind of transition if you are looking to do multiple wineries in a day, which some people are. But if you're looking to just hang out on a patio and drink some wine and just relax, it is perfection up there. Absolutely. And it's nice that you get to taste all the wines that they've made that um, they're they're almost 100% estate grown fruit and they're sourcing from, from vineyards that are in two different AVAs. So the tasting room sits in the Yamhill Carlton AVA and then we've got a patchwork of vineyards that are up in the Shehalem Mountain AVA as well. So they've got the advantage of being able to pull from both of those things and it really helps with their um, the selection of wines that they have available. And with the selection of wines available, it's very extensive. Their list of wine is super impressive. A lot of places in this area really focus on Pinot Noir, which is typical just because of the awesome things that this area does for the Pinot Noir grape. However, Anami has been able to figure out how to create lots of different wine from these varietals that they're planting in these two different locations. And I think that's a strong fight for why Anami is such a perfect place to visit. You have tons of white wine, tons of red wine, and you get some uh, sparkling wine as well, which a lot of places uh, are starting to do, but they've been doing it for a while. So it's kind of a fun spot to hit up any kind of wine. And if you want to kind of see where we're at, um, kind of look at a few different fun things of what we found, the people that we were talking to during our podcast, uh, we also have an Instagram crushing it podcast crushing it podcast so uh follow us on instagram um you can uh kind of see the the beautiful faces that are bringing us through these wines i better go follow it uh yeah i have uh i need some followers right now (laughs) the beautiful the beautiful story of setting up uh instagram is a sad (laughs) following to start we should do a podcast about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right carly let's go drink some wine let's do it had any idea what we've been through to get to this point (laughs) you might appreciate this episode more but as it is we're gonna do our best we know it's episode one maybe just um go easy on us yeah don't crush us Uh in the comments Uh on our instagram (laughs) 
just, oh, we're just here to please, but also here to get our drink on and tell you guys about it. Yep. So we um, told you our stories about how Woo! we, I Yee-hoo! love that sound, sound of a party. Yellow. How we started our wine adventures at Anami, and so it seemed only fitting. This is our first stop. We couldn't publish any other episodes until we got this one done. Absolutely. This is our beginning. <laughs> the beginning. Uh, ah, cheers. Ah, clink. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. let's start off with some bubbles. Now, mm. normally, I should tell you, in future episodes, there will be somebody who works at that establishment who thinks it's fun to go through a tasting with us. But for this one, it's just me. It's just us. We're just... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm Carly's here. here, too. I'm also here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luckily, we, since we both worked, I worked, Sarah still works here, um... They were nice enough to just let us have some time and some bottles and a couple glasses, which really is all we need. Yeah, um, a lot of wine actually that we could choose from, so we're just gonna <laughs> pour you the- a lot of wine. <laughs> Y'all, there is so much wine to be had at Anami. Mm. There's so much wine here. You can find something that everybody in your party will enjoy of six or less because it is the COVID times. <laughs> your party of six. Party or of six. Because yes. <laughs> you were just talking about your birthday party of four. Oh, uh, COVID. Not that big. Um, I would have usually had a big lasagna dinner. Is that with what you ninety-four brought? people? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, first one. Uh, Two thousand eleven Brut Cuvée. Um, the Brut Cuvée is a pretty much 50-50 split of Pinot Noir Chardonnay grapes. Um, it is a sparkling wine, of course, because made here, uh, not in Champagne, France. But the Champagne method, of course. Of course. Now, method Champagne. Um, it is named Marilyn oh. after the owner's wife. And like we told you in the beginning, Anami is named after the owner's daughters. So... Bringing the family into it. It's a family affair. It's a 2011, which is really nice. Remember that? Oh, 2011. My gosh. Those were the days. No joke. Those, my friends, if you can find a 2011 Pinot Noir. Mm. French kiss. No, not French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> chef, the chef kiss. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> 2011 is what my wine fridge is still full of because I'm hoarding them. At some point, I just have to be like, hey, this does go with pizza and bust it out. But um, they are delightful. They are. They weren't when they first came out. You know, that's that was a rough year. 2011 was not the ideal uh, weather for harvest. So a lot of people ended up not making wine or keeping the wine that they made in 2011 but Anami made it happen yeah because it was so cool during that season that there wasn't a ton of wine that could be made didn't make those big juicy fruit clusters like we'll see in some of the wines that we're tasting today so less wine um but more earthiness and more like oh 
I just feel like it's classic Oregon Pinot Noir. Oh, not, it's so good. Not anymore. But no, we don't see that anymore. We but don't. <laughs> 2011, yeah. Find it, Pinot Noir, get it. But this brew coupe for oh, 2011 uh, yes. is back, also beautiful. Back to the <laughs> brut cuvee. You know, I love, this may come as a shock to you, Sarah. I love bubbles. And I know somebody else who also loves bubbles. Bubbles! <laughs> so, I will always happily start with a brut cuvee at Onami. It's delightful, it's clean, it's crisp, it has those really nice, like, bright, sour green apple. It's so good. It's really good. It's um, the it's the wine that you take to friends, and they're like, great, we'll make mimosas, and you say, Ooh. I will kill you. Death will happen. <laughs> Do not ever. No. No, no, no. That's what Cooks is for. Yes. Uh, so delightful, nice and dry, kind of a good introduction into the winemaker's hand, which is Thomas Hausman has a very dry style. So this is a great intro into that. He also makes, we don't have it out on our table today, but also makes a Brut Rosé, which is delightful as well. Absolutely. If you want to have some pink bubbles. Why not? <laughs> Let's go get one. <laughs> Dad, yum! <laughs> Oh, Deb. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's do it. We're going on the white wine train at the moment. Let me pour you a little Riesling. It's a good place to be. We're getting the last of our sunny days here in Oregon. We've had a few heavy, heavy rain, 50 to 60 degree days. And we're moving into next week, which will be all 80s. So, yeah. And the pool is already drained, so thanks. what am I to do? <laughs> thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Well, Sarah, enjoy this 2015 Riesling. Um, Riesling gets a bad rap almost every single time. Now, there is a reason to dislike, if you're not a huge sweet fan, to dislike some of the Riesling out there. However, a lot of the Riesling out there. All right, that's fair. <laughs> However, the Oregon, specifically Willamette Valley area, is definitely trying to help out and improve slash change, if you will, the reputation on Riesling. And to be fair, there are plenty of people who like a good sweet Riesling. Sure. So there's still plenty of people that do that as well. And we'll, we'll mm -hmm. visit some of them. Oh, we sure will. Along the way. Yeah. For me, I would rather have a dry Riesling. Um, would you say bone dry? <laughs> because that's exactly what this one is. Yes, this is very dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a tasting sheet or something. I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. So yeah, less than 1% residual sugar, like almost, you know, you don't you don't even know it's there. But people will still take a drink and say, oh, that's sweet. Mm. Not actually sweet. There's just a lot of fruit notes that come out in the tasting. A lot of fruit notes. Uh, the, oh man. So I'll say, because I do love this wine, very much. So much that I was willing to walk downstairs just to put this on our tasting menu for today. She did. The 
nose on a Riesling that is this dry does have what we call in the biz because <laughs> that's what we're in. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we're just two normal people just trying to get by and drink some wine and make ourselves happy here. Um, the nose is a petrol smell. And that is not Gasoline. for Gasoline. Gasoline. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's not for everybody, but it is for me. That's the smell of a really good Riesling that I'm going to consume a whole bottle of. You know what else people get a lot of is the pink eraser smell. Oh, I never even thought of that. Interesting. Yes. What hmm. is funny, so we're drinking a 2015. Yeah. So normally for the whites, it's not something that you think about putting away and aging. And what I didn't know before I worked here is that you can actually take these nice dry Rieslings mm -hmm. and you can age them. And we've had some staff members here who were huge fans of this. And it's a lot of fun to go through and taste some of the older years. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like I have some in my... Hmm. Is it my fridge? Maybe it's your fridge. <laughs> All fridges of wine are mine now. Fair. I have yours. I have somebody else's. And I have mine. <laughs> so the uh, Onami Riesling is an estate Riesling. So all the fruit is sourced from this site in the M. Hill Carlton ABA. If you visit and drive up the driveway, all the vines are on your right. And as you go up the slope, those are the Riesling vines. That was a beautiful picture you just drew in my head. Hmm. You could look at the real picture on Instagram, probably. Oh, for sure. Mm. Instagram. Check us out at Crushing It Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Good enough. Yeah, it's there. Check us out. We're there in Bitmoji form. <laughs> so <laughs> the the nice thing about Onami, sorry, there's lots of nice things. Of course. But one of them is the variety of whites that they produce. So mm -hmm. this is obviously Pinot Noir country, but there are other whites that grow very well here and that if uh, you have a winemaker who's willing to take the time, yeah, the effort, you get some Experiment a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit of literally almost everything. I mean, if you start going to like big wines where, you know, California does them or Washington does them. Oregon does it a little bit different. But if you're looking for a wide variety or if you're someone that likes to go wine tasting and checking out a white wine flight versus, you know, a mixed flight or all red, this place can make it happen. It's not publicized, so be careful. <laughs> but you can tell them Carly sent you. Oh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is true. They can... There's generally enough whites open to make that happen. And then if you're not opposed to rosés, sure, sneak sure. one of those in there too. That's what we should have had. Oh, nuts. Next time. <laughs> Next time. All right. How we doing here? I feel like we right can, along? Yeah, I feel like we can move along. Try a Riesling. Don't say no. I know it's tempting to be like, I don't like Riesling. Just give it a try. Yeah, the reason you're out wine tasting is because you want to try new things. And so they're not offended if you pour it out, but give it a taste and you might be surprised. Or give it to your friend. Or give it to Carly. Give it to me. I'll come with you. Oh, that's a good sound bite. 
Hey, dang, that was better than our intro sound bites. Speaking of our intro, I'm the Woo Girl. <laughs> woo! <laughs> not, uh, not that part. We're only two tastes in. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we created this podcast. <laughs> so, so we could hang out. <laughs> Which was your idea? It was my idea. It was the product of a lot of drinking wine on our patio. At That's night. true. Drunk ideas sometimes are the best ideas. Ah, we can turn that into a quote. There we go. Feel free. Yeah. Add us at Crushing It <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Hashtag it. Hey, our next wine. Hmm, <laughs> tell me about it. 2016 Pinot Blanc. So Anami mm. has two growing sites. Mm-hmm. One is the Anami Estate, which we talked to, or we which which we mentioned in for the dry riesling. Oh yes. And then we have our Twelve Oaks Estate, which is a little north of the Anami Estate and the tasting room, but it's in the Shahalem Mountain AVA. Yeah, um, Carlton or Yamhill Carlton, I should say. Uh, AVA for the Anami Estate. So it is kind of nice to get two AVAs, uh, a couple different elevations, um, soil types, of course. So everything that makes an AVA, an AVA, we're kind of different in both locations, which is fun. It is fun, yeah. So all of the Pinot Blanc grows up at that 12 Oaks Estate, so higher elevation. It's a little cooler growing site. Apparently the Pinot Blanc likes it up there, so... Shoot, they're happy. We're happy. Yeah, it's nice up there. It's really pretty, beautiful up there. Uh, Pinot Blanc, Sarah, Mm. is that a regular, normal grape, or is that a mutant? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's both of those things. Uh, Yes, people definitely make Pinot Blanc, (laughs) but it is a mutation of Pinot Noir. You know, I love a good science info. You do love your science. So Pinot Blanc then um, is <laughs> the opposite of Pinot Noir, I guess. Yeah. Well, but... in my French class that I didn't get to take, thanks mom and dad, uh, Blanc, meaning white, of course. Of course. Uh, noir, meaning <laughs> black, of course. So Wow. Yeah, you really French lesson. out. Yes, good job. French lesson for everyone today. Yep. So the Pinot Blanc gets to uh, start in stainless steel, and then it finishes in oak. So spend some time in oak, which gives you, as opposed from the Riesling, a nice soft, round mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. You get kind of some pear, mm. vanilla, citrus notes. Wow. Yum. What do you get? Oh, I get the same. I'm just thinking, what can I drink this with? And this is a pretty easy one to open. I feel like you're not going to offend a lot of food by opening and drinking. Um, but it's also one that I can kind of open on a, well, let's pretend like I have a porch and say, open it on the porch and just drink it. Super easy. Same with the Pinot Gris that they also make here at Anami. Easy drinking. Oh, yeah. For sure. We will move on to your favorite. Yum, yum, yum. Prisme Pinot Noir Blanc. So, let's break it down. French lesson. Pinot Noir. All right. So, we have this very dark grape. 
creating the Blanc, a white wine. Oh my gosh. Mm. What a treasure. People don't have these just normally. I love it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. There's mm. a handful of them in the valley, and I feel like you'll start seeing more because there's so much Pinot Noir here. People, people want to do things with it. Should. They really should. So Thomas started making this back in 2007. Mm-hmm. So 10 years in, I guess. And it's become lots of people's favorite. Yeah, it's interesting because it has the, oh gosh, body of the Pinot Noir. It has characteristics of a Chardonnay. It's white wine made from these red grapes. So, yeah, it has a really pretty color, actually. It's not Mm. as clear as our other standard white wines, just kind of a golden color. It's really pretty the same color as this chandelier in this room that we're recording in oh man what a picture that is <laughs> the a... golden chandelier of wine <laughs> so yeah this one uh i guess i say it's a crowd pleaser it's got a lot going on in it you got to give it a second taste always before you make a judgment on it yeah because it is pinot noir it's a hundred percent pinot noir juice but it'll trick your brain because it's not red and that is just because it's not spending time on the skin. So it's not getting the color or the tannic quality that Pinot Noir is normally known for. Yeah, this is a fun one to bring to, I don't know, a dinner party, um, a bachelorette party where you hide the wine label. No, you've never done that? Oh, I do that. I still get invited to those where it's, hey, bring a bottle of wine. Let's guess what it is. This will definitely get people saying, hmm, <laughs> if that's what you're going for. If not, get the white claws. The thing that people love a lot about Prisme is the kind of long, creamy finish that comes with it, and that's from all the time that it spends in oak. So just like the normal Pinot Noirs, mm, no, just like the Reserve Series Pinot mm. Noirs, yeah. Thomas lets this one sit in oak for 16 to 18 months so just really nice creamy finish that's kind of the chardonnay characteristics that carly mentioned kind of pinot noir for chardonnay lovers but yeah i would say so but still just pinot noir for pinot noir lovers it's just like a fun different thing to try yeah absolutely and depending on i would say depending on the vintage some i do remember when i first started working here it was pure caramel brulee, caramel drizzle. That's what I was getting when I was drinking this. And obviously, vintages change, the wine changes. This is delightful. Yeah, it is really nice. And I agree with you. There's lots of years where people say it tastes like cream soda or smells like marshmallow. I mean, mm. obviously that changes over time, but what doesn't change is it's fans. It has a lot of fans, people that drop by just to get a case of Prisme. So something fun to try. If they don't have it open, maybe ask them if they yeah, want. Yeah, tell them Sarah sent you. Mm-mm. Don't Wink. ask me, but anybody else might do it for you. Anybody else. <laughs> hey, I know we just had some Pinot Noir. Shall we have some red Pinot Noir? Ah, the old red Pinot Noir. Now here's what's kind of interesting. 
If you are familiar with Onami wines, you'll know the label as it used to be. Yeah, it has the two ladies on it who are... Well, one on is... and Amy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, on. <laughs> the French word for Anne. And Amy, the French word for Amy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Anne and Amy sitting um, what appears to be, well, I guess it could be the Anami Vineyard. And, yeah, the idea was that the it's actually a portrait Mm-hmm. painted that hangs in the family home and they turned it into their label so it was painted as if they lived in that time period yeah so what they have done since then is they you know it, the label has gone through a few different renovations isn't the right word some sort of evolution has occurred ah evol- oh mm, back the with the science, science. You are welcome. (laughs) So you'll see the whites kind of have a um, classic color to them where you see different colors in the dresses and the vineyards and all that stuff. And then um, once you get into the reds, there's just a different transformation that happens. So our two estates, Pinot Noir, they kind of green scaled it. So it's almost like the color of money. Money, money, money. And then you'll see the... (laughs) You'll see the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the estate pinots are actually pretty cool where how do you describe oh, that it's a beautiful black label with gold foil showing the anami vineyards oh classy af i do like that label would you consider it classy <laughs> af <laughs> of course yes 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 that's exactly what i would say and then there is the reserve series wines and those are just in their own world they're a little more they're not square no they're really pretty the i'm telling you guys the labels you want to look at the labels on these bottles they are gorgeous and yeah the reserve label it's a bit more close up to the two girls um but it's very faint and um just a really beautiful nicely made label more intricate maybe sure yeah you had to be there you gotta know it yeah so two estates pinot noir this 2016 Mm. man remember when we were talking about 2011s yeah 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 this is different yeah it sure is this is literally the opposite. <laughs> it is the opposite. It was the hottest vintage on record for the Willamette Valley. Fruit bomb. Fruit bomb. What happens is, I guess you can think about the heat, right? Grows these big, juicy grape clusters. And so I yeah. kind of say like, hey, that makes a bigger, juicier wine. So if you think about it in that way, you get more fruit forward. You get wines that are ready to drink younger. You get pinots that people love. Totally. I mean, this is delicious. Two estates, obviously, the name tells where the grapes are coming from because there are two locations where the grapes are grown. So it is a nice little 
mixture of grapes from the Twelve Oaks and the Anamia State. Um, do you have the percentages there? I do. It changes per year, but in 2016, it was a little heavier on the Twelve Oaks Estate. And you can imagine because that was the higher elevation, cooler site. So it probably kind of tamped down a little bit of the um, big juicy fruit that came from the Anamia Estate. So roughly two-thirds Twelve Oaks, one-third Anamia feel like that's appropriate because this is still very juicy and a crowd pleaser where you can bring this to any sort of event. If people like Pinot Noir, they will like this. There's nothing about it that a Pinot Noir lover would hate. Yeah, it has that fruit forwardness, but I still think it has a little bit of restraint, a little bit of um, yeah. elegance to it. Uh, obviously, you're four years in. So you could continue to age it, but it is definitely ready to drink now. Yeah, it sure is. I'm drinking it right now. I'm drinking it right now as well. <laughs> Weird. Weird. It's almost like we're supposed to be here drinking it. Cheers to you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you have six AVAs in the Willamette, or sub-AVAs in the Willamette mm -hmm. Valley AVA. And so having a couple to source from gives you a little bit of a better picture of the valley, but obviously they each have their own special characteristics. They sure do. And what's nice is Thomas is able to make an estate pinot from each site, so you get to see the differences in that. So um, the 16 two estates, it's delightful. And then next we get to try the 2017 Estate Pinot from each of the sites. So we'll get to compare a similar vintage with the difference in the sites. So the difference in the AVA flavors. Yeah. Why I like not? it. Yeah. Wine not. Mm. Yeah. So this is 100% from the 12 Oaks Estate. So the higher elevation, the... Uh, beautiful soil that is of course laurel wood ah uh, yes mm. laurel wood soil nailed it got it first try and I don't know was I right oh god I hope so because <laughs> I repeated it <laughs> yes yeah 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 so it's in my bank somewhere I've been out of on a me for a few oh. for a whole year now. So. Oh dang, for all, sure. All coming back. Yeah. So kind of what's interesting about the Twelve Oaks Estate too is it's this weird patchwork of vineyards that are they're not all together and so there's there's ones that are higher, there's ones that are lower, there's ones that sit in a bowl and like fog likes to settle over it, mm -hmm. um, facing different directions, those kinds of things. And so Twelve Oaks is kind of fun. Because there's a lot going on. So you're able to, you're able to. Yeah. You Thomas can. is able uh, to. Yes, the winemaker. <laughs> source from, from different vineyards and then knowing what he's going to get from each and how to blend that into a wine that is going to be delightful. Look at this, actually. This is. What a wacky world. 12 Oaks is. Man, this is beautiful. This is the, the color of. I don't know what I would expect to see of like a beautiful red wine shirt. If I buy a shirt where I'm like, <laughs> this is Pinot Noir, this is the color. It's actually, um, and it's 
It's, it's like jewel. It's like a ruby. It's My lighter. Birthstone. It's lighter in color than you would expect from another warm vintage. It it's lighter in body. Mm-hmm. So typically from the Twelve Oaks Estate, you would get more of the earthiness. You'd taste more of the soil influence as opposed to the Anami Estate, which is that lower site. So it gets more heat. It gets more of the fruit forwardness. But um, I tend to be a 12 Oaks fan. People mm-hmm. at Anami will be on one team or the other. It's like Jacob versus Edward. Oh, oh, interesting Twilight reference. <laughs> Why not? I'm here for it. I think it was about when I started here that that was a thing. Maybe 10 years? More. Whoa. Anyway, um, so yeah, I tend to be a 12 Oaks fan. I think just that cooler weather influence. You heard earlier how I love 2011. Mm. Hey, turns out uh, this summer might have been some of those wines, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know. There could be some interesting things that happen. People are just now starting to harvest. Could be smoky. Could be smoky. Unfortunate for Oregon. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. They're magic makers. They are. Do you remember when we used to be able to hang out with other humans? Oh my goodness. How magical. Remember Bubbles Fest? Bubbles. Is that also going to be on the Instagram? Oh, I definitely will put that on the Instagram because that is my absolute favorite event (laughs) happening the weekend before Valentine's Day. All champagnes, all sparkling wines from this area there's not all of them it's sparkling wine producers in the willamette valley it has extended into a two-day event because um there's lots of people who are making sparkling wine so mm-hmm. you can come on saturday you can come on sunday you can get an all or an all weekend pass it's so worth it it's you so great. have food available as well there is always a really nice crispy fried chicken not KFC. <laughs> There's oysters. There are oysters. Oh, so Chocolates. Chocolate. Literally the best things that pair with a sparkling wine yeah. are available. If I can just have a really nice crispy chicken with champagne, yum. Are you kidding me? You're squinting right now. It's good. If you've ever heard of the International Pinot Noir Celebration, Mm. in this area we just call it IPNC, but it is a three-day weekend of education, of wine, of visiting places. So what Anami did was create a pre-IPNC event, which makes it on a Thursday night. It's a little tough sometimes, but a Thursday night event where there are a lot of winemakers that are in town from all over come mm-hmm. up here, and there is music. There are, what, 15 food trucks? Yeah. We even had, like, an ice cream truck. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, so they're trying to make wine more approachable. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a celebration between street food and wine, which is amazing. It's just a party. Sometimes there's fire dancers. There's always a bonfire with s'mores. That kind of thing. Literally a party. You don't want to miss this if you can make it happen on a Thursday night, which is tough. It's a good time. Yeah, and I don't think I actually said the name of it. It's called Counterculture. Oh, I guess I was just thinking I knew it was Counterculture. Yeah. So It's been going on. Sure. This would have been 
I think it's 10th year. Maybe it's 11th year. I think maybe 11. 11th year. So hopefully by July we'll be able to do that. Fingers crossed, everyone. Yeah, I would not anticipate Bubbles Fest this year. Uh, Unless they can figure out a way to make it work. But keep it on your radar. It's pretty amazing. You guys got to get up here. There's so much fun wine. If you're in the area, make it a point. Make it a point. You're going from Portland to the beach. Stop at Anami. If you're at the beach and going back to Portland, (laughs) perhaps stop at Anami. If you live in the area. I mean, if you live here. Shoot, we're down the hill and like four minutes away. Are you kidding me? We come up here. It's a nice spot. It's It's beautiful. There's, like we said, 94 different wines. I am being sarcastic and a little dramatic when I say 94. It's not your role. It's my role. Mm, You're the voice of reason. Maybe change my number. All right. Hey, we've got one more here. We might as well try. Mm. All right. A little surprise for everybody. (sighs) Something totally different. Sure. Yeah, something that... um, Go easy there. A little goes a long way. I'm trying. (laughs) Is there anything in there? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is the Tudor Hall, and this is a port style. Style. Dessert wine. That's right. So much like champagne, you cannot call your wine a port if it is not made in Portugal. Oh, wow. So Tudor Hall is a Solera-style wine. So you've Mm -hmm. got 10 years of of vintages blended together into this wine. So Mm -hmm. non-vintage, but Solera-style, the finish on this is so smooth the i know that people are scared of dessert wines but the balance on this is so nice obviously they're dessert wines they make those tiny glasses for a reason a little goes a long way but this one is good it actually is good i'm always surprised when i try this tudor hall like sarah was saying solera style 10 years of vintages are just being piled on top of each other and then they take a just well we'll say scoop of it even though it's a liquid and they put it in this cute little bottle it looks great um as a gift it looks great on a table it's definitely something interesting and something that people do not get to taste very often but this port style so smooth and you know how some ports are just like licking alcohol yes this is good no this is good and that's not the 94 bottles that we've tried (laughs) till now it's good it's got some like dark fruit flavors to it it's got some almost like chocolatey notes the nice thing about this is for me, this stands as dessert. It's a dessert wine. But for mm-hmm. others, they might want to have some dark chocolate. You might want to bring out some cheeses. There's, I mean, mm. I don't know. There's a lot you can do with it. It's true. Really throw a wrench in there for people. If you want to surprise someone, bring this bottle out and say, Oh, thank you so much for being here, dinner guests. 
but I have a little treat for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is delicious. Don't let them drink the whole bottle, though, because that would be hangover city. Woof. Yeah. Yum. Wow. What an adventure we took today. <laughs> what a different day than we thought we had when we started. Oh, man. We actually needed this end to <gasps> our day. We did. It, it was a day. It was definitely a day. So, hopefully you enjoyed this. If you've been up here before, you probably recognize some of these wines. Or us. Hey. Or or us. If you haven't been, we highly recommend. Absolutely. 10 out of 10. 10. And there was no other way that we could start our podcast series than by visiting this place because this is where we started. So, we hope you enjoyed. Sarah. We, we started. That's sweet. We started working in wine. And friendship. (laughs) No. Anyway. It's fine. Come up here. You're going to have a good time. You're going to find something you like. You're going to enjoy the view. It is worth it. Come here to Anami, Yamhill Carlton, ABA. Absolutely. And join us for our next adventure where you won't have to listen to us the whole time. You'll be able to hear from somebody who works at the place who's going to run us through a tasting. Thank God. I just need a drink. Yeah, I know. This was a lot of talking. This was a lot. (laughs) We should get paid extra. Uh, I hope you were drinking too. Cheers. Ah, cheers to you. Clink. Hey, we wanted to give a huge thanks to Debbie and Will at Anami Vineyards for agreeing to our latest crazy idea. At the time of this recording, in October of 2020, Anami Vineyards is open seven days a week. Appointments for groups of six or less are available from 10 to 3.30 at anami.com. The tasting fee is $15 per person, but is waived if you spend $50 or more on wine. We have one correction already. As of 2019, there was a seventh sub-AVA introduced, the Van Duzer Corridor AVA. Please email us with comments, suggestions, and of course, corrections. You can do that at crushinitwv at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us at our next stop.